You're now listening to Sound Talent Media. Check out more shows at SoundTalentMedia.com. Hey, what's up, everyone? I'm Matt Migaki, the vocalist of Cryptopsy and the host of the Vox and Hops Metal Podcast, where I sit down with fellow metal musicians. We talk all about their lives and music while sharing killer craft beers. If you've ever wanted to sneak backstage and share a beer with one of your favorite musicians, well, Vox and Hops is the podcast for you. This week on the podcast, I had an amazing conversation with Morgan Lander and S.J. Jones about Kitty Pig. There is this episode and over 450 other ones to help you enjoy life, metal, and craft beer. So what are you waiting for? It's time to become a Vox and Hops head. Cheers. The Daily Music Business Podcast. The content of this episode of the Daily Music Business Podcast comes from a video on the YouTube channel of Outer Loop Group. Go to outerloop.group backslash YouTube to subscribe. For Outer Loop Coaching's free seven steps to getting signed PDF, please visit outerloopcoaching.com today. Let's dive in. The good thing about your band is that Halloween happens every year. So it's like an, it's a never ending marketing cycle for you. I mean, it's, it's really a great, it's a great brand. And Eddie, are yeah. you, are you looking at like something like a fan avatar to align with the brand of the band and then trying to find that idea where those two things meet or it just, it's just, it's a good idea. We know it works. You just go <laughs> that, uh, I mean, I'll, I'll tell you the idea real quick. I don't know. We don't have to get too deep into it, but obviously the band's all around horror and, uh, you know, Halloween and that and that feeling so I called Mike up we called the president of the label we got the approval on the budget and we basically went up to their home state of Massachusetts right that where they're from I'm sure it's one of those and uh on three days notice we rented out a haunted house the week of Halloween uh we brought an entire film crew up there with us we dressed Spencer the lead singer of the band up as a character in the haunted house and spent the entire day filming him, scaring the shit out of his fans. Cause we opened it up just to the ice nine kills fans. And it was a great piece of content. It, I mean, we got five pieces of content out of it traveled. It was really good. That's awesome. Tim, uh, can you give, uh, do you have like an example or an anecdote of something that you, uh, that you guys have done at spine farm where it just, it was that perfect mix of brand and fan that something that really clicked. Or, or something that you're working on now that you're excited about. <laughs> working on now is tough. <laughs> the whole world is stopped. Um, I, I will say, well, one project I'm really excited about is um, one of our new signings, Saw. I'll just use them as an example. Um, because one of the reasons why we signed the guys, and this kind of, I think, ties everything a little bit together. Um, you know, we saw that the guys had been calling their fans equals. And basically saying, you're on, we're no bigger than you. You know, you're on the same level. We are, we're all in this together. Um, you know, they had a hit song called Brother, uh, which was about uh, the, the two members of the band, their brother had passed away. So it was a letter to them. And it just felt so real. Um, we were able to do an acoustic version. Um, we're still working on that video to be a memorial piece uh, for that song. You know, and it kind of has led itself into the timing now, um, you know, with everything going on. Everybody's lost someone, um, you know, and having this fan group called The Equals that's been so active um, has really helped to drive us. You know, like 
they want to be on the same level as everybody. So they did their live video, their live concert shoot from their garage now um, for the quarantine. You know, another example is uh, with Atreyu with uh, the superhero song we just released. You know, it was originally written from the perspective of, you know, being a superhero to your kids. But we talked about it and we we're like, you know, there's so many everyday superheroes right now. So, you know, we're trying to tie that song into thanking people. Um, you know, and just, and, and running with that, you know, sometimes it's the moment, sometimes it's, it's the band imagery. I think with Ice Nine Kills too, I think you guys would agree, but you have to have the chops to start too, you know, like it starts there. And then when you can tie the image together, it just, it just, you know, it brings, it, it can be magical. That's awesome. Thank you. Derek, with your clients, uh, you know, how, how amenable are they to your ideas and, and how often are they coming to you with ideas that you can find ways to uh, apply? Sure. Um, I mean, it depends on the band and what their personalities are and how adept they are to their, you know, own likeness. And um, some bands, like you take a band like Palais Royale, 90% of the ideas are coming, starting at least from them and wanting to implement because they know their brand so well. Um, there's, you know, then in other cases, it's, it's, it's just like, a lot of things to derive from you know the group chats that I have with each individual individual ones. The main thing that I've found that's been the most helpful in making any of this happen, and I'm sure Mike can also agree to this as management, is the constant communication with your bands and just talking ideas, talking about the different songs, and and whether it's my idea or whether it's one of their ideas or it's, or it's half and half or you know. The, the execution of it all is the most important important like um we put together these really cool ideas and seeing it through and making it happen that and 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 watching it grow um that's where the most success comes from but to go back to your original point it there's no there's no um set path like it can it it, it comes from any which way um and mostly it's because we're all just having constant uh, discussions about the the overall project Mike, uh, Derek mentioned the idea of ideas versus execution, and Eddie mentioned earlier budgets. Like, how are you guys trying to find creative ways to do things within a budget? Yeah, I mean, I think that's part of the beauty. Every one of us on this call has had a background of, of scrapping and knowing how to do it. Like all of us more or less come from the same world. We've known each other 15, 20 years and probably why we've ended up on this call and is, you know, we know how to, how to do that. And um, it looks different every single time, but the beauty is, you know, I think so much of it is about like trying to find these ways to validate the artist, uh, you know, in sort of a step by step, you know, capacity. And so you do something at the lowest budget you know, that gets some eyes and ears. And again, you know, when Eddie talked about going and filming this event, you know, cool. It was amazing to do it at this, you know, location that was near the band's town and to have it Spencer involved. But we created all this content that gets to be spread to the world. And just like he did with ICP and Forbes, right? It's like, oh, okay. All of a sudden there's this extra layer of validation that goes to that band. So, you know, as you do the first one, you know, which there's so many tools that artists have in their own hands that really it's just the idea. I mean, 
you know, Eddie's team was helpful to execute because the rest of us were doing a million other things in regards to our artists. But if I'm a band sitting at home, you know, looking at this video, you know, I'd be saying, wonderful. Uh, the takeaway is, you know, let's get the great idea and then figure out the way to, to execute it. Everybody has, you know, the tools are in, in, in the, the, either an individual's or the artist's hands um, to do that with. But I, my, to your point, I think I think that the great idea doesn't work if you if the band doesn't have the great foundation. Which you know, thankfully, Iceland Kills has the great foundation, and they've you know spent the last ten years laying it. Um, I don't think that that would have worked for every band. But I love that idea that that the walk before you run a little bit with uh, you know your marketing, Eddie. Are there like just missed opportunities that you see a lot of artists who have these tools within their grasp that they just don't take advantage of every day. <laughs> so what, every day. What's, what's a couple things that just like, just jump out at you just make you want to scream. Well, uh, Mallory's probably heard me talk about this a million times at this point. Um, artists today or labels, whatever you want to call them. Um, they forget to pin songs to the Spotify page drives us crazy or you know and i whoever watches this don't take this the wrong way because you probably know who it is when you're on instagram and you're posting about something going on and you post a link in the description it's not clickable so you're marketing into an ether and the simplest 101 is put the link in the bio and just write the links in the bio but a lot of these rock bands, they just don't understand that yet. They haven't really come into 2020. <laughs> Tim, anything yeah, I, that frustrates I, you? I 100% agree with that. <laughs> I mean, if, you know, one of the things I was always taught too is if, if you're not including your sales link, why are you doing it as well? You know, link, like some, uh, a service like Linkfire, which you can, link to every single store in every single country around the world is just a basic, you know, like if I'm a kid any somewhere in, you know, in Sweden, I want to be able to click and find my store and localize it. Um, but yeah, forget, forgetting a simple thing like that, it, it's really tough. Subscribe today to the daily music business podcast on your favorite podcast platform. I don't think it overstates things to say that the Beatles were the greatest gift to entertainment and culture of our time, a secular religion, if you will, with their universal appeal and demonstrable impact on people's lives. I'm Robert Rodriguez, host of Something About the Beatles. With every episode, I speak with historians, musicians, artists, and Beatle witnesses, all in the service of fresh insights into the most joyous cultural entity the world has ever known. I hope you'll join me and listen to something about the Beatles, now at Evergreen, and wherever you get your podcasts.